it can be really difficult for women to find reliable nutritional supplements to really help them reach their goals. About nine years ago, Mom Sanity was born, and my business partner Debbie and I have spent the last five or six years focused on creating and developing really great-tasting, nutritionally clean, dairy-free, gluten-free, junk-free, artificial-free products to serve women and their families. At Mom Sanity, we make dairy-free protein powder called Mom Fuel, clean BCAAs to help energize your day, and craving cocoa to help you satisfy those nighttime cravings without devouring the pantry. I welcome you to check everything out at shop.mymomsanity.com. Hey everybody, it's Emily here. Welcome to Healthy Discourse. I am excited to welcome back to the show my dear friend Carla Ledford. Welcome, Carla. Hey, friend. I'm happy to be here today. Um, we are meeting in person, which is always fun because it's just having a conversation that we get to record. And today we are going to be talking about safety and responsibility in parenting. And while those are important things, Carla and I have a lot of conversations about parenting as as well as doing life together with our families. And it does seem that in the culture that we live in that perhaps we are under-focusing in some of the areas that perhaps biblically we should be and we are neglecting other areas of parenting that we should be spending more time, energy, and mm. and just recognizing the importance. Um, interestingly, we are studying Leviticus. <laughs> and last night we were we were going through, uh, was it chapter 19 of Leviticus? And it was really fascinating because um, looking backward as far as what some of those those laws were and that kind of thing. And we we're talking about cultural context and how we need to be aware of what the culture's messages are and how we are set apart from that Mm -hmm. as um as believers and followers of jesus and so this kind of relates with that because it is one of those things where we don't know how to be different if we don't know god's word and also understand what those cultural influences are in order to be countercultural, for lack of a better term Mm -hmm. so let's dig right in I know this is a big one for you, Carla, and that is our culture of safety. And of course, safety is a very, that that word has a lot of positive connotations, but sometimes when we focus so much on safety, we miss out on lots of learning opportunities and sometimes even send the wrong message or a message that we didn't intend to send. And I have... Plenty of examples, but what are your thoughts on safety? Yeah, I think I've probably evolved the most as a mom. This is one of the areas I think I've evolved the mm-hmm. most as a mom, right? So um, for those who don't know me, my first, my oldest children are boys. I thought I was exclusively going to be a boy mom. And so I kind of jumped into this world really blind. Like, what is it going to look like to parent boys? Mm-hmm. And um, I have a younger brother who's significantly younger than me. So 
my boys are only two years apart. Mm -hmm. So same gendered siblings close together Mm -hmm. was just this whole new world for me. Mm -hmm. And really quickly, I had to learn how different it was to watch them and the way they interact with each other and the things that they want to do. And it was just very different Mm -hmm. than what I chose to do as a kid. Right. And I would find myself constantly trying to regulate Mm -hmm. their play Right. Because it felt, right? It was, it felt. <laughs> I can identify of, with this oh, maybe a little bit. Yeah. I was like, I'm doing this all wrong. And they just want to wrestle and beat each other up and fight everybody and shoot everything and climb everything. And I thought, what am I doing wrong? Like, There's I'm a lot ruining, of tears. I'm ruining my kids. A lot of blood. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a <laughs> lot. And um, particularly with my second kid, who is a little more adventurous. Mm-hmm. And he, like, his shins were bruised all the time. And I was, like, afraid to take him to the pediatrician because I was like, they're going to they're gonna think something's wrong. And I think for me, when it first switched over, actually, I'm really grateful to this guy for saying this to me. He was like, Carla, if he didn't come in with shins that looked like this, I wouldn't think you were allowing him to play. And I thought, huh. That's really true. And so my mind started to kind of process how often I was saying, mm-hmm. be careful right. or don't do that, stopping them from something that was just a natural, adventurous mm-hmm. thing for them to do. And I, go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. Um, no, I just, I think that's kind of where it started. So mm-hmm. I, I hate to come across to people like Carla is an expert or she has it all together or any of those things that are, you are an big expert, fat lies. Though. Like I don't want people <laughs> to think I have this all figured out. Cause I'm still now that those teenagers are, or those boys are teenagers. This is a whole different thing to process, right? Sure. It's a whole different thing. I mean, I've got a driver, so it is for sure. Safety is a different kind of conversation, but I am grateful for those years of kind of figuring out that safety shouldn't be my main goal for them. Mm. Safety wasn't moving them in the direction mm-hmm. that God wanted them to go. Yeah. And just to pause on that really quickly, I, I, I've heard um, other people, I can't remember where I've heard this from, but as far as instead of focusing on safety and saying the words, be careful or, or us freaking out as moms by, you know, the potential of yeah. harm to ask more poignant questions instead as far as, you know, oh, is that the best way to climb mm-hmm. up the playground, whatever? Or, um, you know, I can't, I'm having trouble thinking of the specifics right now. But instead of having just a statement yeah. to ask questions that help them to think and consider and figure it out on their own. Yeah, that's so good. Because if we say be careful... That's really vague, right? What's that even mean? I I, mean, it's not, I don't feel like that's a very well-defined word mm -hmm. that gives them good parameters to understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure, if I'm honest, I'm not sure we even know what it means when we say it to them. Right. It just feels like, of course we love them and we want them to be, we do want and hope for them to be safe. Right. But the truth is that life in general just isn't safe. And like what we were talking about earlier, that if we look through scripture, God didn't call people to safety. He called people to a lot of things, Mm -hmm. but obedience to him was often actually unsafe. Right. And so I think that was as I furthered down the journey and added a couple more kids to the the clutch and um, realized it's not just boys who like to be rough and tumble. My girls will will take them uh, any day. I just realized like I'm not moving towards the actual goal that I want for them. Yeah. Right. I don't. I don't want them to structure their whole life around what is the most 
safe. Now, I know I'm going to take some arrows for that. Like, it's fine. It's okay. I, it's fine. I, I get that, especially in our current climate. Well, that's what I was going to say. Let's just go there because if we want to get arrows, here's how you do it. What if the best way to parent our kids through this two-year season that we've been in, and who knows when that might end, is not to say constantly, we have to be safe, so you have to use the sanitizer, so you have to use this mask, so you have to stay six feet away from your friends, so you can't go to this thing, and you can't go to that thing, and we've got to make sure it's your job to protect every adult from sickness, and grandma is feeble, and you know, that is so much pressure, Mm -hmm. and we've not done it intentionally. I don't think any parent is like, let me just put the weight of the world on my kid about safety, but I think we've we are hearing all these messages as adults and naturally it's like, oh, well, my kids need to participate in this too. Mm-hmm. And we forget, I, I we've heard so much, oh, kids are resilient. Kids are, they can just handle all this. And I think we're starting to see from the new research that's coming out from how far behind they are in school, the increase in anxiety, the increases in mental illness, the yeah. increases in destructive behaviors the increases in depression and um, fear of yeah. normal life in so many ways, they're not as resilient as we've tried to want them to be. Absolutely, And that falls on us as adults. And I think as we're beginning to, it seems, move into a different direction, we have a great opportunity and responsibility right now to work toward reframing mm-hmm what that looks like and and I mean it's every it's all the kids right like I have kids that will pray that people don't get sick which Mm -hmm. is a really sweet great sentiment and I love that um and but on the other hand afterward a lot of times we'll talk about it and say you know God made our bodies to be able to fight off sickness even yes the c word and like it, it, that's why we eat this way and that's why we take care of our bodies and that's why we build our immune system we're not we're not um ever immune from sickness and nor death there's nothing right. in this world we're all that gonna die. yes we are all gonna <laughs> die and how am i supposed to point my kids toward jesus yeah. if i can't let but they don't understand yes. that part yeah i do i feel like safety has become this um ultimate goal, dare I call it an idol. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of become an idol for us and we um it's cultivating fear, mm-hmm. right? So it's been hard enough as grown-ups for us to process all of the things. We probably haven't done it really well. We've tried, but we probably haven't done it really well. So if it's been that hard for us, imagine how that lands on our kids. Mm-hmm. And so um if the goal for them, if we've communicated that the goal to them is to be safe, that's really heavy. It and it cultivates heavy. a fear because what if I'm not being safe? How am I going to know if I'm being safe? What are the ramifications, ramifications of me not being safe? Mm-hmm. So I have tried not just in recent days, but in years to switch the mindset from safety to mindfulness and mm-hmm. awareness mm-hmm. Um, and risk assessment. So right. we talk a lot at home about is that worth the investment of your energy and emotion? And is that risk worth the possible consequences? Mm -hmm. Because ultimately though, I want to have an amazing relationship with my kids when they're adults. I don't want them thinking back and being like, what would my mom want me to do? Right. Right? I want them to be able to think through on their own. 
how to make good decisions and Mm -hmm. what are consequences and ramifications of my decisions. And if I'm constantly telling them to be safe, Mm -hmm. that's actually, I think, a a barricade from helping them think critically and make good decisions. Right. Well, and I would argue that that's part, that focus is part of where where we've gotten to a point where it's very difficult for a lot of parents to launch their kids into the world because the kids don't want to leave home yeah, or they don't feel like they can handle the, the realities of life outside of the nest. And I don't think this is, that's always why, but I think it's really important for us to think through how can I put myself out of a job because this is a fully functioning person, not necessarily when they're 18, but by the time they're, 20 or, you know, that kind of thing or not that, and not that we need to have parameters on that, but that this becomes a, this child becomes a fully functional, confident in their ability to make decisions adult that doesn't have to call me every three minutes to figure out how to, you know, handle every small choice or decision that they face because that, that's a lot of weight on the child to feel like, oh, I can't do this on my own. I need my mom. I need my mom. And we have to be careful as moms. We love to be needed. Mm. And that's so sweet, right? It's boo-boo kissing is still my favorite thing. Um, but we have to be, make sure we're balancing that as they're growing older with the realities that our goal is to make this child to be a fully functioning yeah. adult that we can launch into the world and we feel confident that they are as prepared as they possibly can be for what's coming and if we're focusing on safety when they're you know two and when they're 12 and when they're 22 I feel like we're there's we're debilitating that ability and causing them to question themselves not that we shouldn't teach questioning okay this decision but we talk so much about confidence but it's hard to have appropriate levels of confidence Mm -hmm. if we're constantly questioning this ambiguous idea of safety yeah and I so I think specifically about like my kids right now my my girls are waking up in the morning right now and they are bundling up because it's freezing Mm -hmm. and they are riding their plasma cars (laughs) outside um I don't want any part of that, right? Like, I'm right. still bundled up inside <laughs> with my coffee. But I have come a really long way to mm-hmm. be like, you know what? That's great. Yeah. They're exploring. They're using their bodies. They're getting fresh air, some vitamin D from the sun. Mm-hmm. And they're being creative. Right. And I, I guess I've watched this over the past couple of months. It's kind of evolving for them what they're doing. And they are getting a little riskier mm-hmm. with what they're choosing to do on those plasma cars, mm-hmm. right? And so the old Carla would like panic about it and want to lay at those who know me know that I'm like, I love rules. Like they Mm -hmm. make me feel safe and comfortable because I know exactly what I'm supposed to do. Right. And God's just really been showing me like their boundaries are a good thing, but rule following we're that's slave inducing. Well, and that's a, that's a great point when we're talking about safety and risk boundaries versus rule following. Yes. Nobody likes rules. Maybe some people do. Carla likes rules. I like to break rules. So, and I'm not like, I wasn't a disobedient kid Mm -hmm. by any means, but boundaries make sense to me because 
rules are just a list of things that somebody else came up with yeah. to execute on me. Right. Boundaries are you've given me a freedom inside of this this circle to make my own decisions as and I'm good until I overstep yes. this boundary and the boundary also has a a reason and a definition around mm-hmm. it. And um that and I my oldest child very much isn't into rules and very into boundaries. Mm-hmm. And so he's given me a lot of practice yeah. with that. And I realized, isn't it funny as you raise kids, you're like, Oh, he's just like me. <laughs> like the things that make yes. me want to pound my head against the wall. I would do that same uh-huh. thing when I was nine, like totally. So creating those boundaries can be so much more helpful. And as parents, that can, that's something we can focus on to think about how can I make this a boundary rather than a rule? Yeah. So with them on these plasma cars, mm-hmm. Um, I want, I want them to be adventurous, yeah. right? Like I want them to calculate a risk and be willing to do things. Cause ultimately the end goal, I want my people to love people. Well, mm-hmm. I want my people to be able to show others the love of Christ. Right. And if they're fearful mm-hmm. of being unsafe or not able to calculate risks well, Mm. that's going to inhibit them from that end goal. That's really good. And I don't think we think about that. Yeah. I I was thinking about it on my way over to your house and I thought, you know, I think the trap I used to fall into was nearsighted parenting. Because let's be honest, in the moment, it's intense, Mm -hmm. right? Like there are just some times where you don't know what to do right this minute. And so you just say something. You're just surviving in that minute. Mm -hmm. But if we can pause and step back, not in the crisis moment, and have far-sighted parenting mm-hmm. instead. Like, where are we aiming way down the road, not just to survive the five-year-old, right? right? Not just to get through this 10-year-old who thinks that he can conquer the world. Like, if mm-hmm. we can see past that right, and pour into them the things that are going to prepare them down the road. So I know that I have a little bit of an advantage here because I still have little people at home, but I do have a teenager. Yes, uh-huh. And there were seasons, you can ask any of my friends who knew me then, he's an amazing teenager. Yeah, he is. I would agree fully. Love that teenager. However, <laughs> there were seasons I just didn't think that we were both going to come out of. Yeah. And if if my husband and other people had not spoken some wisdom into me to think about what we were cultivating for the long haul. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't have made it, right? Because what I want to say to them is all of the rules and all of the things that in my mind make me think I am in control and will keep them safe. Mm -hmm. When ultimately, I need to just have the conversation. Mm -hmm. So back to the plasma cars, we just (laughs) talked about like, all right, what are some things we should consider? Yeah. Right? I don't want to tell you all of that because then it just turns into like the Charlie Brown teacher. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mom's just talking again. So we just try to have conversation Mm -hmm. and they will talk to me about things they know they should be aware of. Right. Now, does that mean that they sometimes fall and get hurt? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We have a lot of falls around. But at the same time, that's good. You you learned something. Yeah. Right? I can be compassionate and I can be loving and we'll oil you up and send you back outside. We'll talk about, hmm, how can we do that differently next time? Absolutely. But if my goal was only safety, then I might throw away the plasma cars right. and never let them ride them again. Well, and, and two things that this is this was really devastating for me to hear. Um, most people that listen know that two of our children are adopted out of foster care. And so they were years that we had social workers visiting us Ooh. far more often than I would like. <laughs> And we had a, a, a fill-in one day. She was, you know, 
helping out with our very busy social worker to come and do one of the required check-in visits. And the first thing she said to me when she pulled up is she was like, I, when I was pulling in, I couldn't figure out why I wanted, just wanted to smile. And I realized it's because your kids are outside playing. And she said, I have been a social worker for a really long time. And I can't remember the last time I saw, I visited kids that were outside playing. That is devastating Hmm. because let's think about it. When you're a child inside the home kind of feels like these boundaries are pretty tight. Mm -hmm. This is parent space. I live here. Yes, but this is, it's different. When I, when you're a kid, you go outside, you're in the free world essentially. Right. If we're, if, if I'm the only one that my kids are out in the free world and I don't, I'm, I'm with you. Like we talk about what are the boundaries? You don't go farther than this. You don't go farther than that. You can have sticks, but we don't stab each other because that <laughs> makes people bleed. Right. And then, and they go off on their adventures yeah. and inevitably someone comes back crying. Sure. Every day, multiple oh, times. Oh my goodness. Yeah. With four little boys, like there's always somebody crying. It's usually one or two kids, but, um, that is something I think we just really need to be aware of is that outdoor time that's, and I don't mean that you just like stop supervising your sure. kids, but in, sure. <laughs> like instead of being on top of them all the time to give them a little bit more freedom when they're out and they can be adventurous, then like that's a really good way to practice this. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's hard when you're a new mom, like you said, because it's, we just want to like rescue constantly yeah. Um, but ultimately <laughs> I have a sweet girl that I mentor and she has her first baby and she'll bring him over here sometimes. And our child is, our house is not baby proof. So there's like little things mm-hmm. all over the floor. And, um, I've, I've kind of encouraged her cause she's afraid he's going to hurt something. I'm like, you can't hurt anything in this mm-hmm. house. Number one, number two, I'm like, you know, it's, I'm not expecting you to do that. So it's fine if you want to, like, let him adventure and pick stuff up and put him in his mouth that's not going to hurt him. And she's like, really? Like, I feel like you would want me to to do that, and that's part of why I do it. I'm like, really? No. So we also have an opportunity as moms that are have that are a season ahead of our friends or whatever to encourage Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Like, they're going to be okay, and we don't have to focus just so much on – on the safe thing all the time because the societal expectations are a big part of that. Going back to what we talked about at the beginning, that this is kind of a countercultural thing and that feels really weird. It does. And to reference something that you and I had talked about when we recorded before is um, this idea that as the parent, Mm -hmm. that you are not an expert Mm -hmm. on your kids and that you shouldn't do something without the permission of a societally deemed expert right um that's just hogwash mm-hmm. right like every kid that is at your house is going to be different you're going to parent them all different yep right so each of my five kids has a very distinct personality mm-hmm. and we have to approach conflict differently we have to approach boundaries differently and yep. rule it like it's all very different um but you know them yeah. better than anybody else and god has equipped you to be their parents right And so I would just encourage moms in particular, Mm -hmm. because that's our nature is to just be cushy and protect and all of that. Um, I'm not, please don't hear me say, I don't think you should protect your children. Sure. It is your job to protect your children. 
But I think we need to just define what that protection is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I cannot overemphasize the conversations that you have with them. I think we also underestimate what they can comprehend. Yeah. And we don't have those good, rich conversations with them. Like, it's so much easier to just say, don't do that. Right. Then it, right, it's so much more time. And there are times for that. Absolutely. Especially when the boundary has been defined Absolutely. lots of times, right? And there are lots of reasons why we sometimes need to say, sometimes, because I said so, right? Yes. Especially when they're hounding us and they already know the answer. But um, I think those, yes, the conversations, especially with certain kids yeah. that think a certain way. Some of them just need it way more than others. And too. the ones that push boundaries, mm-hmm. I think when when it becomes a, hey, let's come to a an agreement and why we're doing this and what the boundaries are. Mm-hmm. You help me come up with the boundary mm-hmm. and the consequence if you cross it, yeah. right? Like, And that's such good reasoning for them. It just, it helps them understand the heart behind things because also, like when we were talking about Leviticus last night in small group, mm-hmm. the heart was not just for the people to follow a whole bunch of weird rules, Yeah, right? The heart is to draw us closer to the Lord. That's right. And so... Another issue I used to have and still struggle with this sometimes is I want to make a rule because it's just easier for me. Yeah. Yeah. I need to make sure that what I'm building around my kids is not because it's more convenient for me or because it's quote unquote safe or whatever. But the point of that boundary needs to be that it's pointing them to Jesus or drawing them closer to the Lord. Right. Right. And we can figure that out in conversation with them. Mm -hmm. And like you said, there are times, like obedience is really important to us in our home. Like Mm -hmm. we do expect obedience from kids. Right. And we tell them all the time, if you cannot obey the parents that you see, there is no way that you can obey the Lord that you don't see. I learned that from you. And, but the other piece of that is, um, as they're aging and we're starting to show them respect and give them credit for their own thinking and, help them start to, because they don't just like shoot their wings out and fly, right? Right. They have to practice that a little bit. Yeah. Part of that is really awkward and clumsy Mm -hmm. as the parent, right? Learning where you let go and where you let them mess up and where you speak in. Sometimes the consequence that was natural is enough. Yeah. You don't need to do anything else, right? But sometimes it just requires a really good conversation. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just put your foot down. I have an unnamed child that I just told yesterday, I gave you the gift of my explanation. Mm, that's good. But I do not owe it to you. Again. I get right. Like yeah. I gave you the gift of my explanation. Yeah. And you need to be okay with that. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of pushback, which is to be expected, right? Yeah. But that also would not have happened if we had just started this process. Sure. That's years of me figuring it out, them figuring it out, and learning how to have those messy conversations. Right. That's really good. And that and that goes in, we don't have a lot of time left, but a lot the the opposite of what we've been talking about with safety if we were to find that in a large definition is responsibility so they're learning within these boundaries to take responsibility for their own actions their own risks the consequences that come from that and what you're explaining right now is i'm getting this child is you know what do you call that the little birdie that's like flopping in the nest and falling on the ground um that that is that shift toward that personal responsibility Absolutely. that shifts from parent to child, but that is not a oh okay 
here you go, you're out, you know, that's that, those middle years. And I feel like with our oldest, we're entering Ooh. that, you know, you mentioned it's hard. Mm-hmm. That is a hard, hard season. My husband has been so great in kind of holding my hand and giving me the image of a ramp. Mm. He's like, Carla, they have to have a ramp yeah. to get them to this point. Yeah. And that means we as parents have to have grace for them mm-hmm. as they're following right figuring that out well and one thing that Carla's husband Jason and and if you've not listened to his technology episode please do that because he's an expert in that but also and this is kind of another theme in their family that we've that I just think it's just very helpful is that we want our kids to fail while they're still under our roof and be able to help them walk through those failures because they're much less consequential and it's a lot easier to walk with them through that when they're 10, 15, 17 than when they're 25, 35, 45, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's... And that, you know, I think back to, to loop it back into safety, like I want my kids to trust me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If I do, I have an amazing relationship with my mom mm-hmm. and I can confide anything in her and she gives me really good counsel. Yeah. But if I didn't trust her, if she didn't cultivate that in me growing up, then I wouldn't have that kind of relationship with her now. Right. So not that I think my kids need to bear their all to me forever, but I want them to know that I'm trustworthy. Sure. And so allowing them the freedom to mess up, mm-hmm. figure it out, walk through it with them, mm-hmm. builds that trust, Yeah. teaches them responsibility and accountability. Whew, those are so important to me. I know that lot, people lean on lots of different, mm-hmm. the spectrum on that, but I yeah. really... Personal accountability is a really big thing for me. Like, we are accountable for ourselves. Yeah. And um, if we don't give our kids the opportunity mm-hmm. to figure out what the consequences of their choices, good or bad, yeah. look like, right, then they, I think they lack motivation. Mm-hmm. I think they lack curiosity. I think they lack ambition because your weight, you're, you're staying inside that safety net mm-hmm. and wanting somebody else to do it for you. Somebody right. else to tell you what to do or what to say or how to think or instead of having the freedom of knowing this could make me fall flat on my face. Yeah. But I know what to do. Yeah. And it's worth it for me to try it. And also, I think the, the cultivating of the relationship and building that trust and allowing that responsibility and practicing with those little mm-hmm. miniature falls you know, I have a friend who has a, a 17 year old who it's just been a really tough season. And mm. it's been like, why is our relationship really weird and taking things out of me and that kind of thing. And it's just, it was so sweet that they finally had a, a sit down and she reassured him, Hey, remember all these things that you could trust me with, whatever it is, you can trust me now. And when we allow them to take on that responsibility earlier and knowing that they're not always going to do the thing then when there's bigger things and they know that they can trust us and that we're not going to just fly off the handle and we're going to still walk through them and point them in the right direction um and that's where this came to where he was able Mm -hmm. to confide in her some really tough things and because of the way she responded too, she feels like as she's about to launch him into college she's like you know we've we're in this really great place where I've reminded him even that you yeah. can even bring that right. to me and That's I'll right. walk with you through it. And so, um, the, the safety and the responsibility, they go hand in hand and we yeah. all want responsibility. We all want our kids to be safe, but again, it's how are we defining those yeah. two things 
what are our words and our actions and our choices as parents doing to help put, set our kids into that direction that we want. I love that. And when, you know, we talked about before we started recording, like God doesn't always ask us to do things that feel safe. Mm-hmm. And so again, if we're, if we're shooting for that far-sighted goal of them to love God and honor them, him with whatever they do, with whatever it is he asked them to do, um, I want them to have the confidence that if they've built some trust in me mm-hmm. and we've cultivated a trust that God is who he says he is, yeah. that they are willing to obey those things that might feel a little risky yeah. or maybe not quite so safe because they know right. that they've flexed those muscles, they've practiced those skills, and, um, and they can do it. That's so good. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Carla. I know I always glean much wisdom, and I'm certain our audience will as well. So until next time, thanks so much for listening.